Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with my co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller, we are the hosts of Leverage Masters. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today, but we are obviously having tech issues. It, for some reason, is not letting me get Andrea unmuted, and I, it's I didn't like there you are. You and it didn't play our intro for some reason. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> it just came on. Oh, I love uh, I love technology. <laughs> and I even checked this earlier and it was set up to play, so hey, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Sunspots, right? It doesn't matter because we're all here and we have the lovely Melinda Love joining us today. Are you able to see if she's already with us? I don't see her here yet. Well, I'll go ahead and read her bio and talk about her, and we'll get started. I'm actually calling you from the lovely city of Dallas. I've been here for five days. I was supposed to be here for, like, two. (laughs) And then we had a tornado the other day uh, while I was at Trammell Crow's house. Trammell Crow is a billionaire, for those of you who have never heard of him. Oh, yes, I know who Trammell Crow is. Wow. (laughs) He's a really great guy. He and I uh, both have a love of books. So we, um, I've been at his house uh, four times over the last three days and I'm due to go over there again today before I fly out. And um, I just had a great pleasure of having him. Oh, we're we're actually talking about how we can partner with uh, the different organizations that I work with, including the Keep Smiling movement and how we can help him uh, leverage EarthX, which is his baby, and it's all about sustainability for the planet and helping the planet to do better and to helping people to save humanity, you know, clearing up plastic in the ocean, saving the dolphins. Um, uh, Planetary Heroes is one of the people that uh, we're in partnership with and talking about how we can rebuild the coral reefs and we were talking about Puerto Rico and how can we help with that U.S. territory uh, to be uh, more, um, you know, ADA efficient and help with their economics and to help provide more services to the Americans who are now living in San Juan in that U.S. territory. So lots of different things. You know, we need to introduce them. You know who we need to introduce him to is who? my old co-host, Jack Humphrey. Jack is on the oh. board of directors for a group called Rewilding. And Rewilding oh, right. has been around for a very long time. They do a lot yeah. of work with other organizations. And we got to get Tremel Crow onto Jack's podcast, which is a Rewilding podcast and get the ball rolling to see where that relationship might be able to go. Yeah, I would love to do that. And I'll I'll also do that for with Paul Paget, who's with Planetary Heroes. Uh, He's the one who's going around replanting the coral reefs and uh, doing other really cool things um, with, you know, sharks and dolphins and so forth and keeping them from being decimated from the earth. So another great fit. I met all of these people as a result of being on a mastermind at sea, and that's where I met uh, Melinda Love, who is going to be joining us today. And um, let me tell you guys a little bit more about her. Um, She's absolutely adorable, by the way. She's uh, cute as a button and um, a really dynamic, you know, just uh, full of uh, so much awesomeness. So she's a certified women's transformation and relationship coach, and her crowning vision is to shift the current paradigm of relationships uh, that, that women hold. She helps women to transform their relationship with their self, their source, and their surroundings by deprogramming their social conditioning. And she calls this pro- process burning the blueprint. You know, she says how we've been taught and how we act and how we portray who we are as women is based on a blueprint that she's like, let's tear it up and burn it. She teaches about releasing attachments, taking complete responsibility for your life, and unbecoming. Um, So unbecoming wholeness and passion through polarity and much more. Her programs and communities include Divine Relationship Online Course, 
Burn the Blueprint, Masterclass, Waking Women's Circle, Divine Love Relationship Retreat. She does one-on-one mentorship and a kaleidoscope, um, a kaleidoscope cottage, full immersion, transformative living program. And uh, her uh, website is called wakingwomencircle.com. So I don't know if she's on with us or not. I didn't know she was uh, prepared to be. So I just, we might need to, I might need to jump off and call her. Well, well, let's go ahead and, and talk about like how I met her and what she does. I'll text her and see if I did talk to her this morning and uh, see where she's at. In the meantime, um, there, there's my alarm to say she better join us. So there you go. So I'll just tell you a little bit more about, you know, what I've been doing as far as relationships and impacting the world. So I've been on a three-week uh, whirlwind uh, tour, not that I've never really off of one, my whole life is, you know, traveling from place to place to place. But in the last, I can't even remember where I've been. In the last three weeks, so so I was at sea, and um, uh, hold on, I'm going to tell her we are waiting on the air. Love this, it cracks me up. So, uh, all right, so here we are off at sea. We're doing these masterminding with. Uh, there was 85 of us on the mastermind at sea with Roger Salam and he's in real estate and he's really good at connecting people. Ooh. And we had so much, uh, you know, great fun all connecting together, really deep um, personal levels. It was a really great mastermind where it went beyond business and to really deep personal relationships. And we, along the way, were doing some things for good. So we uh, stopped in San Juan and had the pleasure of being invited to the palace to meet the um, first lady. Her name is Bernice. And Bernice got really excited about what uh, some of us were doing for, you know, wanting to create more community and cross different borders to bring unity between different people and different cultures together. And she got also really excited about the fact that uh, one of my clients was on the cruise with us. His name is Jeff Steinberg. And Jeff was born with no arms and two severely deformed legs. And yet he is one of the most gregarious, smiling, happy, adorable men. Just so talented in the way he speaks. He, he says that you are a miracle. And he sings. He loves to sing songs like from Neil Diamond. He's written his own music. And when he was younger, he looked like a, a version of a Donny not with all the you know brown hair and cute smile. And uh, now as an older gentleman, he still has this great resilience and, and still has such life. And so for a man with such disabilities, for him to be so bombastic and awesome, it's just fantastic. I mean, you look at yourself and your own challenges and you think, what the hell do I have to bitch about, you know? I mean, this, and, and he's so happy. And... Uh, Um, Bernice just adored him and really fell in love with him and she wants to bring him in to talk about how we can bring more American Disabilities Act um, mandates to San Juan to the U.S. territory there so you know we're really changing you know that aspect as well which is really exciting because one of my clients Tim Aller who's been on or not, not Tim Aller, Tim, Tim Aller is my husband's friend, Tim Connor, who's um, my, uh, one of my other clients who's been on the show, the, the blind young man who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. You know, when I think about the things that they need, and Gina, with your health problems in the past and when you were wheelchair-bound and, you know, needing so much assistance, you know, we really became aware of what people need for ADA in the world. You know, it's super exciting. And then um, – uh, so we did that, and then the next day uh, we went to Haiti, and when we went to Haiti, it was so exciting because uh, one of the women, her name is Trina, she's an actress, I'm trying to remember the things that she's been on, she'll be on the show uh, later this year, her and her husband were on the cruise with us, and she had never been to Haiti, and that's where her great-grandfather's from, and he apparently held some kind of political um political, I can't think what the word is, you know, status within the Haiti community. And when she spoke, we spoke to 80, we were with um, a whole bunch of people from the community and, you know, Board of Tourism and 
you know, Board of Religion and all these other different departments of Haiti, and they brought 70 orphans for us to meet. And we played and engaged with the kids. Um, a really great uh, publisher and author, uh, Michael Drew, or, I mean, shoot, I'm saying his name wrong. Um, we, we were playing with the kids. Um, we taught them rock, paper, scissors. They didn't know how to play. And that's not something that, you know, you take for granted. Like, that's so easy to do. All you need is your hands, you know, and you can play rock, paper, scissors. And we just had a ball with these children, and we spent a day with them and, and some of the uh, people on our ship really connected with them at such a deep level. And I mean, it just broke my heart. I mean, just think of the kids right now, I actually choke up because, you know, we get to go home and, you know, have families and be loved. And I think about what my granddaughter has and these kids are so freaking adorable and they have nobody to go home to, you know, so it was really disheartening. And yet at the same time, really heartwarming. It's so in in the same breath, it was, you know, a flip flop. And then, uh, you know, from Haiti, I um, um, did some more traveling and ended up um, doing working the premiere of the Make-A-Wish uh, movie, um, all about the co-creator, uh, Frank Shankwitz, who we've had on. So we went to the Hollywood premiere and covered the red carpet there. That was in Hollywood. And then the next night, we went to the um, opening and the red carpet celebration for the opening in San Diego. And uh, had so much fun because we got to hang out with Robert Pine, who was the sergeant in Chips, which is um, kind of like the reason the little kid who um, was the instigator for, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, how he came to be in the world um, and and was, you know, dying from, uh, I believe it was leukemia, and he loved Chips, and so that's why they brought Frank to him and everything because Frank was a motorcycle cop and that just worked out. So Robert Pine originally from the show was also the sergeant in the movie and he was very funny. And then uh, Larry Wilcox uh, did a cameo in the movie and he was John in Chips. And I've known Larry for, gosh, probably five or six years now, I think almost six years. And um, he found out that I do sponsorship. And so he connected me with some other people um, uh, well, I'll come back to, I'll, well, I'll just tell you now. So he connected me to some other people and now I'm on board. I'm doing sponsorship for the Argentina versus Chile soccer game that's taking place in September in LA. Uh, and so <laughs> super cool things have just been happening. Um, so the day after the San Diego premiere, uh, we went and covered Manny Lopez's event in San Diego, and then from there, I flew here to Dallas and have spent almost every day uh, working with different people, went to the World Trade Market and worked with the people um, from there. And we're working with the, the people from EarthX and Trail Crow and Planetary Heroes and also did some work partnering with Wounded Blue to um, help support them. There, uh, We'll have them on the show as well. Randy Sutton who owns Wounded Blue, was actually in the movie with Frank Shankwitz as one of the cops who helped do the funeral for the little boy near near Chicago. And so it just all is becoming full circle, Gina. It's been wackadoodle crazy that all this stuff has been happening. <laughs> That's wild. And Melinda yeah. is still not here. Do you need to call her? Yeah, let me call her. Why don't you tell everybody what you've been up to with Divizio and, um, you know, the IM University and all your cool things, and I will um, see if I can add. Well, there is no IM University. That was from a very long time ago, but. I did not know that. All this time. Well, the IM University became. mm, The IM University became Directions University because Ah. students kept saying, Gina, I don't know why you call this the IM University, short for the Internet Marketing University. You teach us so much more than just Internet Marketing. And for a couple of years, I kept saying, okay, guys, it's up to you. You're going to have to help me figure out what you want the school to be called. And on one of our calls, a whole bunch of people were saying, I don't know, I I get direction for this and somebody else would say, Oh no, I get direction for that. And somebody else would say, Oh no, I get direction for this other thing. 
And just out of sheer frustration, I finally said, sounds like I should just call it Directions University. And they were all like, oh. (laughs) So for the next eight or nine years, we were Directions University. It's so funny. Well, why don't you tell them uh, what else you've been up to in the world and and, uh, share with them, and I will go call Melinda. Awesome. I am working on a really great joint venture with a guy by the name of Eric Bechtold, who we will be having on the show sometime in the next couple of weeks, I think. Eric is the founder of a group called Fallow Funding. It is a new crowdfunding platform that is actually has a patent pending on it right now on their technology. It is completely and totally integrated with Divisio, which is the affiliate network that I've created with my partner and allows affiliates as well as uh, people who have products and services to all get paid instantly on any transaction, so instantaneous split pay. Eric's platform is designed to help anyone who has a dream to raise money for their dreams. Whether you're an entrepreneur wanting to raise money for your business, whether you're someone who wants to go climb Mount uh, Kilimanjaro, whether you want to go on a whitewater rafting trip, anything and everything that you dream about, you can raise money using fallow funding. It's very unique as compared to any of the other crowdfunding platforms. On almost any crowdfunding platform I've ever seen, if you want to raise money, you've got to go out, you put up your thing, and you got to go promote it. Well, on follow funding, there's a bit of a twist to it. Before you can request money from people, you must first make donations to help other people's dreams come true. And when you're making donations to other people's dreams, the system is tracking how much you've spent on donations. Let's say you had donated a total of $1,000 to several people's dreams. What that means when you go to put up your dream and seek funding for it is you're allowed to receive up to $1,000, the amount you've contributed to other people, out of any single donation. Well, what if someone comes along and wants to gift you with $2,000? You only get $1,000 of it. What happens to the other $1,000? The other 1000 goes to between one and three other people's dreams based on how much each of them have contributed you're allowed to contribute up to $10,000 total and have that then be available for when people donate to you. So it is going to be a very different approach in that whether you're out promoting your dream or not, you could still be raising money for fulfillment of your dream. Because that's all being powered by Divisio, and Divisio is handling all of the splits between the different people seeking money for their dreams, we have made some pretty major improvements to Divisio in the last couple of weeks. Divisio is D-U-V-I-S-I-O dot com. For the first time ever, we now have a true dashboard-like in our members area. We used to get so many people complaining because you had to read this and read that and read this other thing, and it was all text-based inside the members area. And it can be very confusing for people. Now that we have this new dashboard, it's so intuitive and so straightforward. We have several thousand affiliates looking for opportunities to promote. So if you'd like to get more promotional power for your products, your services, whether they're digital, whether they're physical, whether they're membership sites, SaaS-based platforms, doesn't really matter. We have affiliates looking to promote you. 
So I highly recommend going over and joining Divizio, D-U-V-I-S-I-O, as a seller. We can have you join completely free, no monthly recurring fee to it at all. In that case, you simply pay a flat transaction fee of 6%. So until you make money, it costs you nothing. We do have paid levels of membership. One is our platinum membership at $97 a month. The nice thing about joining as a platinum membership is two things happen. Number one, you get access to our merchant account called Divizio Pay, where you can reduce your risk as well as your transaction fees over PayPal, which is the other platform it works with. So that's good. And the Divizio fees get massively reduced when you're a Platinum member. Instead of paying a 6% transaction fee, it gets reduced to 4%. And as you put revenues through your account on Divizio, we're tracking it, and the more money you make, the lower your fees go. By the time you hit $2 million in a 12-month period, your fees are reduced to just half of a percent. In that way, it makes it the most lucrative affiliate platform, affiliate network out there. All the others are much more costly. So I hope you come over and check us out and join us. And if you want my help in reaching more JV partners and affiliates, just let me know. Have we found her, Andrea? Not that I'm aware of, which is really funny because I just talked to her this morning. And, uh, you know, we're all in different time zones, so who knows what's going on in our craziness in the world. So, um, you know, it's been really interesting. So, like I said, we were we had tornadoes here a couple days ago. We were at Trammell's house, and all of a sudden the wind and the trees were bending over and they were snapping. He lost about three or four trees in his yard. And um, uh, the Airbnb that I was staying at uh, lost all its electricity, which, of course, we didn't know till we returned, you know, till like 1 o'clock in the morning. And the house is hotter than crap with no, no electricity. Luckily, we still had hot water. <laughs> it was gas. <laughs> and um, oh, unfortunately, um, I heard that someone lost their life uh, during that uh, one, a crane operator, I believe, um, or, or a crane fell on someone in a parking garage and, and someone lost their life. So the crane fell on a building. If you haven't seen the pictures of it, oh, my gosh. It was a giant construction crane, and it fell on the apartment building and crushed the top eight floors so badly that there were, I think it was either five or six floors of apartments that completely descended into the third floor, which was the parking garage. Oh, wow. I, so, yeah, you know more than me because uh, where we were at, um, we, you know, we were busy in meetings, so we weren't looking on the phone for things, so I had no idea. I do know that that day um, I left to go to the airport. My flight was still okay. Um, however, right as I was getting ready to board, then they canceled the flight, and then um, that was – what two or three days ago and i'm still here <laughs> oh my goodness by the way yeah, i have had my luggage already so i've been in the same clothes for three days because i didn't have oh, any other clothing wow. and we've been in meet we're in meetings like at eight well like this morning we were in and um i had a really early morning meeting and then um and then we had uh yoga with trammel at uh, eight and <laughs> And then um, I think then we I just think... found Melinda. Oh, I'm so excited! Hi, ladies. Hello, we Melinda. I apologize. I'm so How glad you could hey, meet. Hey. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, sorry about that, Andrea. I um, the the text message said 11:58, so I was like, just kind of hanging out, <laughs> and then I saw that I had a missed call from you. So I apologize. Our time got um. And where yeah, are you located, Melinda? This is Gina. Hi. Where are you, Gina? Thanks for having me. I'm in yeah, Austin, Texas. Awesome. Oh, I couldn't hear you over, Andrea. Okay, I thought you were, I thought you were um, in Tampa or something or Clearwater, which is really funny because I'm in Dallas. 
so that's even funnier. I forgot that you guys moved to Austin, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, it all worked out, and we have you here now. And We already read your bio and told everybody how awesome you are, and oh, I, I said how it. you were such a delight <laughs> to be on the cruise. So why don't you just um, jump in and start telling us about how you ended up deciding to help women to really love well, wait, wait, and wait. Food. I've got oh, a question for her. Else. Before you do that, okay. Do you know Do you know another woman by the name of Cynthia Ocelli who is the best-selling author of Resurrecting Venus? I do not. That doesn't sound familiar at all. She's a handheld author. I definitely oh, wow. need to get you guys connected. She's a, yes. a friend and a client of mine. She works oh, with wow. women who say. are going. Mm-hmm. Who are going through major life shit, whether it's women who are getting divorced or women who right. have lost their jobs or lost a, a partner through death or whatever, and mm-hmm. helps them to find their Venus and transform their lives into good stuff again. Oh, I love it. Find their Venus. That's beautiful. Yeah, we definitely yeah. sound like we're in alignment. I would love to connect with her. Absolutely. I will awesome. make it so. Okay, Andrea, now you can ask her what you were going to ask her. Well, I'm just excited to hear how, I mean, because we're both women, and we know we have a lot of women entrepreneurs who listen, <laughs> and we have a lot of men who listen who would really like their oh, cool. women to be their best selves. So, um, yeah. Melinda, you know, tell us what made you passionate about helping women find out who they are and really respect who they are and stand in their power. Oh, I love it. I would love to. So I didn't hear what you've already covered, so I'll just explain a little bit about what I do and what makes me credible, I guess, and just kind of share a little bit of my story with you. But So I'm a women's transformation mentor, um, so I help women transform their relationship to their self, uh, to their source, to the surroundings, you know, the people that they love by deprogramming their social conditioning. So I call this burning the blueprint. <laughs> so what that means is I teach women – you know, the recipe that worked for me to create this liberated, you know, passionate, purposeful, fulfilling life that I experience now, um, it wasn't always that way. But we, so I work together with women, you know, we identify their heirloom blueprint, their old programming that was, you know, it's given to us at birth and it's finalized by age seven. So this is like all your limiting beliefs, your fears, your sabotaging subconscious patterns that continue to play out. And then these women learn to take 100% complete responsibility for the reality and then express this authentic, inspired, you know, divine plan for your life. So, you know, I have programs and communities that, that uh, inspire and empower and support these women on their journey to waking up to the, you know, highest and best version of their self that's just been dying to express through you. So, and then she takes all this back into her life, into her relationships, because relationships are not hard work. Relationships are actually effortless, you know, but the hard work is in us. Our relationships, it's just reflecting what's already inside of us. So the entire world is just our mirror. So, but what makes me credible, and you probably shared a little bit about this, is I was in a relationship for 17 years, and I spent nearly two decades just suppressing myself. You know, I felt very oppressed, but I realized now that it was self-oppression. So I was blocking myself from my destiny, and it was all perfect because our mess becomes our message. So I created my reality with old thinking, and then there came a point where I decided. So to decide means to cut off from all other options to allow my life to transform. So for me, this felt like surrender. And then I spent the next year just, putting it all on the altar, like everything. So like, you know, I lost a lot of family and friends, all my family and friends, except for one friend actually during this transition in my life. And then I just jumped into the abyss, you know? So I let go of all these material things, all these attachments, all these things that I spent two decades building, all my attachments to the people that were closest to me, the beliefs that I fought for, the identity that I created for myself, um, I was a massive people pleaser, and um, especially to the people that I felt like I owed my life to. And then the biggest thing that I let go of my attachment to was the thing that I, that I felt was withheld from me the most in my childhood, which was certainty and security. So then I was 
I was dying for the certainty and security, you know. So I found when I was a teenager, I found this safe, comfortable, secure man that I spent the next two decades in a relationship with that I didn't have a deep connection with. I didn't know what love was. Anyway, so I got to a point where I just, I say I poured lighter fluid on my life and I just lit my heirloom blueprint on fire because it no longer was serving the version of me that was waking up, you know. And it wasn't the world's fault. It wasn't my teachers, preachers, friends, family, media, government's fault. It was, it was, you know, it was me. I was suppressing myself. But the truth is that I used my social conditioning because we do that. We use it to create this cage around ourselves. Nobody does it to us. So anyway, I never, I'll never give, um, use that mindset to give my power away again. So I liberated myself. I claimed, you know, my power. Stepped in my power, and I chose the God-given version of myself I aligned with that and then everything that was meant for me found me including a man who fully embodies this divine masculine and you know we're headed in the same direction we are in love quote in love with each other so we're not we're like headed in the same direction with each other so we align with love and we're walking toward the same vision, if that makes any sense. So we're whole, you know, we're wholly in love with each other. So now I just teach the women the recipe that I use to create this deeply connected, passionate relationship that I found. <laughs> oh, Melinda, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. So let me ask this question. I was married for 26 years when my husband uh-huh. showed up one afternoon and announced that he'd filed for divorce and had packed his stuff and wow. was leaving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. And yeah. I thought I was happily married. Apparently, he found oh, wow. his first wife, who had left him 30 years earlier on Facebook, and in two weeks decided he was moving to Cincinnati. I'm in Fort Myers, Florida. And he left. At the time, he oh, was my both my caregiver and my husband, I had been disabled for 20 yes. years. This oh is gosh. three years ago. We It took mm-hmm. me almost a little over two years to actually get divorced. When he was with me, I was crystal clear on my purpose. I knew exactly what uh-huh. it was, and I lived my purpose every day. But my purpose right. had a lot to do with him and the care he gave to me, allowing me to live my purpose. Since the day he left, figuring out what my purpose is and what I want my life to be or what I want my life uh-huh. to become has proven uh-huh. almost impossible, no matter how many people I've worked with. So what advice mm-hmm. do you have for someone who thought they knew their purpose, who lost <sighs> their purpose, to help them find their purpose again? That's a really good question. I feel like we're all just we all have that inner desire naturally we're always looking for our purpose what is our purpose we're and we're searching like outside of ourselves for our purpose you know but it speaks like for me what I know to be true and it's so awesome that you're bringing this up because my husband actually has a master class called and it's a free master class it's called awaken your purpose it's amazing but anyway um you know so our purpose I feel like our mess becomes our message. And we think that finding our purpose is this complicated thing, you know, but really it's just what we've been through. So I'm listening to your story. It's an incredible story of transformation. And you're still getting clarity on what your, quote, purpose is. But I feel like you're closer to it than you really realize. And I feel like there's so many people that are going through or, have gone through and haven't found the light at the tunnel, you know, at the end of the tunnel. I feel like there's so many people that can resonate with your story and with this message. And I feel like when you find that clarity and find that, um, find these answers, you will then have created this recipe also for other people to follow so that they don't have to go through the pain that you experienced. You know, so I feel like in that is definitely your purpose. You know, we go through it to grow through it and, um, so I do believe that the most important advice that I give anybody, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, you know, spiritual connection, is always take complete responsibility and realize that for me, my truth is that everything is perfect and all things are working together for my good, even when it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and so 
just have faith and have faith that everything is perfect. Everything is coming together and there is a higher truth and the higher truth is perfect and, and um, whole and complete. And we're just kind of asleep to that. And so there comes a point when you start to awaken to the highest truth. You start to realize that nothing's, nothing's wrong or bad. You know, it's just our judgment, it's just our perception. It's just um, our disconnection from the truth. So, it's really a process of waking up, and when we, when the more we practice that, more, the more we're living in our purpose. Oh, what a great answer! Thank you so much for that. Absolutely, Andrea, Absolutely. I'll let you jump so, back in. Yeah, thank you. So, I, I'm I'm sitting here, and I, I have a couple people here with me, so we're we're having a. I put myself on mute because we're having a discussion of like responding to what Melinda's talking about while Melinda's sharing. And so one of them is, is that, you know, when, when people are hearing this, it's bringing out some emotion for the people that are around yeah. me, you know, like, um, like, you know, the ability to let go of that attachment is uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that we're finding that seems most challenging. And it yet we so do understand, you know, mm-hmm. the under, understand mm-hmm. the moving into allowing flow just to happen. So um, yeah. can you talk about the kind of modalities you use to help people release the attachment? Yes, absolutely. So one of the one of the it seems to be that the biggest the the biggest way to release attachment is it's weird how it works. So for me, it's really been so when we when we're in attachment, we have this energy, this attachment energy, right? And then. I find, I call it the pendulum. And so I notice that when I'm releasing an attachment to a person or thing or whatever it is, it's like I actually move into this, um, my pendulum swings into an aversion. You see what I'm saying? So like, so like on a, on a, you know, so my pendulum rested central is non-attachment. It's whole, complete, you know, everything is, everything is perfect. And then, so attachment energy is the exact same energy as aversion energy. But I find that when I, am choosing to release an attachment to something, someone, I actually move myself to complete aversion so that I can then find my way back to my center. Um, so that's what works for me. And uh, it's not pretty, <laughs> especially when it's releasing attachments to people. Um, but I find that, that that tends to be the best way for me to release attachment. The other thing that I do is um, I have this tool where we actually go through a process of um, stating, you know, I have the power of a made-up mind. Nothing in this universe can stop the power of a made-up mind. I release my attachment to whatever it is. And we say this four times. And then it's, I release my fear of, and then we say that four times. I release my terror. Sorry, there's a lot of background noise. Um, oh, I release I'm my sorry. terror too. Oh, that's okay. I release my terror of. And then we, and whatever it is, and then we repeat that four times. I release my desire to, and we repeat that four times. Um, And so we just go through this process. And it it seems very, you know, like not a big deal, but really it is extremely powerful. And so at the end, it's like, I accept that. And then you repeat, and then you, you know, explain what it is that you accept. I accept that everything is perfect and always has been. And you repeat this four times. So it's really a cool way to help release that attachment. But the pendulum really has been um, the most powerful tool for me to release my attachment. And so actually in my divine relationship course, um, that's one of the modules. So there's six modules. And one of them is um, releasing attachments, talking about the pendulum. We talk about um, the blueprints for our life, our belief systems, um, becoming separately whole, our attachments, releasing our attachments. Um, roles, like what roles do we play in relationships? How does that work? Polarity, what is polarity? How to have passion through polarity? Um, pack and stack. So, you know, in the spiritual community, it seems that people are either like asleep or they're like, oh, everything's fine. And if I can just be um, in peace, love, and joy, you know, what we're, what we're really doing is just kind of pack and stacking all of our fears and beliefs and things like that. And then, you know, like having this smile like okay I'm spiritual I'm you know everything's good I'm in peace right now but anyway so it's important to not pack and stack so the best thing that we can do is feel our emotions fully because to move from your head 
through your emotions into your heart, that's living in love, you know. And we talk about um, the power of vulnerability and authentically connecting through vulnerability. Like you can't authentically connect with another person um, unless you're vulnerable, unless you're open, you know. And so, and then, of course, taking 100% responsibility. So, um, you know, it's not your fault, but your responsibility. So your reality is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Um, and then accountability, partners holding each other accountable to being the highest and best version and to living um, that purposeful life together and headed towards the same vision. So um, these are all things that we, that uh, is in my course. And we, um, so I work with, um, I'm a certified three-dimensional freedom coach and mentor with Earthwaking University. And so at Earthwaking University, we, we teach on the five pillars, so health, wealth, happiness, relationships, and spiritual connections. We don't have teachers, and uh, we don't have teachers. We have mentors and coaches, you know, so um, it's freedom mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, you know, it's, we're teaching about the only things that matter in life, yet the things that you learn nothing about in traditional school. So phase one of this greater vision of Earthquake University is to reinvent the educational system. It isn't broken, you know, it's just outdated, So, but we're based in Austin. And after only a few months, we have a 100-person mastermind now. It's incredible. And so people tune in to our live stream. They show up, you know, to our mastermind event live. Um, and then I've also created a separate mastermind specifically for the women of Earth Waking University, and that's called Waking Women Circle. Um, and then, of course, just me, myself, I offer the one-on-one coaching and uh, women's transformation retreat um, I have a full immersion transformative living where you can actually come live in the kaleidoscope cottage. Um, the kaleidoscope, so often a group of butterflies is called a kaleidoscope. So when a caterpillar realizes that it's outgrown everything it knows as itself, there comes a point when it just decides, like I said, decide is cut off from all other options. So it decides to evolve. And there's very few people who really ever commit to this level of transformation, you know. So this retreat, this full immersion retreat is an opportunity for the deepest dive through these layers of social conditioning and into, you know, the shadows of our limiting beliefs. It's a journey inward, and this is where the true liberation begins. So this is our sacred chrysalis phase, and this is where you go to just die to everything that you knew as yourself. And this is where you – so a caterpillar actually turns to mush in that chrysalis. Um, So I consider that chrysalis like the kaleidoscope cottage. This is where a woman can come and stay and just be whatever that looks like. So – Anyway, that's one of the services that we that we offer to help women. I don't remember what your question was. I feel like I went off on a tangent. <laughs> well, that's always acceptable here uh, because we're with go with the flow, and you know everything mm-hmm. happens, and and we respond with it with uh, flexibility, grace, and ease. And so, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and being a woman in business, I mean, certainly we have different um, avenues. So how um, how can um, a men uh, be more supportive and the, the men who work with women and respect mm. them, um, both in relationships and in work, help support them to be in their own? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, so my mind feels like it's going to pop <laughs> thinking about this. So how can men help their women? How can men help women in general? So in a relationship, a man can help his woman a couple ways. He can have an extremely clear, and this goes back to roles that I talk about in my relationship course, but having um, a clear vision, having complete clarity on a vision, and not just a vision for the relationship and for his life, but um, for me, for my, my truth, is a God-given vision or an inspired vision from within. So you're following, the, guys, you're following this vision for the relationship, for the family, no matter what. So he is supposed to, no matter what, stay on course with this vision, no matter what. And so naturally the feminine energy will test our man. We'll test him to see if we can pull him off of this, off of his vision, right? And um, because if we can, then it's like, then he's lost sight of the vision, then he's following us, then he's like trying to prove his love to us, you see, and he's getting distracted from where he's going. So what can he do is have a clear vision for, the, for his life and follow that no matter what. And so he's leading the family. And, and when he's in his role, he's in his divine masculine role, right? And then the woman, so he's submitted to God. This is just my truth. It won't be everybody's truth. So in my truth, he's submitted to God first and foremost. And then the woman 
is, and this is just energy, so however that works in your relationship. So the feminine energy is then able to submit to him because he's submitted to God. So, yes, ladies, you need to submit, but only if he is submitted to God, you see, and then the children kind of follow suit, so then the children, you know, submit to the, and then that, for me, that's just the, you know, how an umbrella is down like that. Um, So it's very, extremely important for him to follow the vision no matter what, no matter when she gets triggered and she's trying to pull you off of your course, she's trying to get you to, um, prove your love to her, you know, so we do this testing and it's not because we're, you know, trying to be um, malicious or anything. It's just what our energy naturally does. Our feminine energy naturally does that. So the best thing that you can do is say, is remind us you're perfect. You're whole. There's nothing missing from you. I don't have your happiness. You know, everything that you're looking for is within yourself. Um, Because the worst thing you can do is try to convince her that he has something that she, that, uh, that is missing from her. Do you see what I'm saying? So um, there's that, and then I love the, the I love the um, accountability partnership. So I love when you front when you're in a place of love, you're not triggered, you just haven't, you know, you're good, and you're and you're communicating with each other, you're collaborating together, and you're like, okay, who is Melinda Levin, my highest and best? Who is this? And so I say, okay, well, Melinda Levin, my highest and best is this. She does this. She, you know, this is her truth. This is her belief. This is how she feels about her role in the relationship and then, and then the same for, for him, what, you know, what is his highest and best? What does he do? What is our relationship look like? Just kind of creating this vision for the relationship and then holding each other accountable, you know, for that. Um, so really taking a stand for the other person's highest and best. Um, what else? So does that, um, yeah, does that sounds that, like it makes sense. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And so for the guys here in the room that are at my listen party, uh, they're nodding their heads and saying that's uh, <laughs> not too much to ask. That sounds reasonable mm-hmm. and supportive. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and they're hoping, and, and of course, they're, you know, they're like, yay, they're hoping, uh, you know, they're hoping that not only improves the woman's self-esteem, but helps help, help yeah. their business with profitability. Yeah. And, you know, so, uh, some yeah. of them are, are giving me the winky face that's hoping that helps their partner feel more um, intimate and sexual as well so that they um, take care of their own sexuality and step into their own intimacy. um, Yeah. Which is always. That's polarity. Yeah. That's totally polarity. So when we're doing this, when we're in our roles, you know, when he's in his divine masculine and I feel safe being in my divine feminine, feminine, everything, there's passion. That's where the passion comes from. But the minute he's pulled off his vision, I've convinced him that there's something missing from me and he needs to come make me happy then I've moved it. It doesn't work because my happiness doesn't come from him. So I'm going to rip him to shreds trying to find this happiness that was, you know, it's within me. Um, So when I, when I um, don't get what it is that I'm looking for from him, then I move into a masculine energy. I align with my masculine energy and then we're both just completely depolarized. He's moved into a feminine energy. I've moved into a masculine. We're not polarized. There's not passion. There's not, you know, um, all the intimacy and everything. And so, uh, you can come back from that. You just have to realize what's happening, you know, and I talk about that in my course a lot too. And then the other thing I wanted to share real quick, if I can, is the hero, victim, villain triad. This is so, this is so, like, once you get this, you can see exactly what is happening. So we create these triads in our relationships. So we have, if so for example, let me think, my, um, my baby brother and I, this is one. So my baby brother and I used to connect through our pain of disconnection with our mother. Okay. So I are his whole life. We're 10 years apart. I'm older than him. So I took the role of the hero and, and the victim and my mom's victim. And then my brother was the victim and my mother was the villain. So I was the hero. My brother was the victim and my mother was the villain. Right. And so we danced around in this triad our whole life. And then I went through this huge transformation just a couple years ago and I realized what was happening and I removed myself from that triad because like, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. That's not love. That's attachment. Okay. And so my brother, then he continued the triad only now he was the hero. I checked out of the triad. So my mom um, was the victim now. And then I was their designated villain. Does that make sense? Because I was like, I'm not participating in this. I want to love you. I don't want to have attachment with you. I'm not, I don't want to, um, I don't want to participate in this game anymore. You know, like I just, I'm just uh, aligning with love now. So, but they were connecting now through their pain, the way that he and I once did when we were connecting with our pain, you know, from our mother. So as long as our mother was the victim, 
then he could be her hero and they could experience what they thought was love. Does that make any sense? I wish I had like a diagram to show you guys. So there's always a hero, victim, villain. So maybe look at your relationships if you're feeling disconnected and see where are you participating in this triad right now? Are you the victim and, you know, and your wife maybe is the, is the um, villain or vice versa. Just, just be aware of these triads and realize that this is just what we naturally just tend to do um, because these attachments are like silent agreements with people in our lives. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we have about uh, 10 minutes left and, okay. you know, with the time that we have, um, you know, uh, first of all, uh, share how people can reach you so that we um, can get that covered here before we run out of time, and then okay, um, and then I'll have, uh, then I'll see if Gina has another question. If not, I do. Okay, cool. Um, so I have um, I'm actually offering a free complimentary um, strategy session. If you go to my website, wakingwomencircle.com. You'll see on there where you can just sign up for a free strategy session, and I'll just give you like an hour of my time, and we'll just dive deep into whatever aspect of your life you feel like you'd like to transform. Um, so, you know, again, we talk about health, wealth, happiness, relationships, spiritual connection. I'm really passionate about women's transformation. I'm really passionate about relationships. Um, and then I would also love for people to connect with, um, and you can you can do this on Facebook if you want to connect with. Um, there's a Waking Women mastermind group on there, Waking Women Circle on Facebook. Um, you can add yourself to that group. And the, uh, my husband's um, Earth Waking University, you can find that on Facebook as well. So mine is wakingwomencircle.com, and his is Earth Waking University. Um, and, again, I, I do offer, you know, one-on-one coaching and transformation retreats and um, transformative living, these different kinds of things. But, yeah, the best way to find me is just wakingwomencircle.com. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Gina, did you have another question or would you like me to continue? Go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, you know, we have this great opportunity to really deep dive with each other um, on the, mm-hmm. on the mastermind at sea where, you know, people yeah. really release some personal emotional things. And what was really mm-hmm. interesting is to see that it was more men <clears throat> that were releasing than the women. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it, I think all the stories were the uh, the men who were releasing some things that were, you know, personal to them and 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 feeling yeah. really connected and being very deep and and that was such a, a wonderful opportunity. So how do you see us as women um as you know the kind of the opposite question of supporting men where they're at so that we support mm-hmm. a culture of men and raise sons to um, honor women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love, that was really, really awesome to see that. And it was kind of like a, a domino effect or something, you know, where like one person felt vulnerable and shared their self and authentically connected with the group. And then it's like, it gave permission for the rest of the group to do that. And these men who like, you would have no idea that they were conflicted about anything. One of the men had talked about how just being on this cruise ship, he had, thought twice about jumping overboard like he would and you know you would you would have no idea about that so yeah and then men also are, are carrying a lot of pain inside and and like you said we're not taught from a young age to embrace our feelings we're taught you know we you know we're taught, men rather are taught to you know shame their feelings and and so I think it's just really important to um, I teach my boys like it's like it's so wonderful to feel like feel your feelings fully so that you can move through them. Um, so really embracing that. But yeah, men men absolutely need to be supported and have that sacred space to do that. You know, to hold space and and just encourage them. And it's almost like so. I would imagine if I were in a relationship where my partner was not used to doing that, I would really be really mindful and really conscious about when he does do that and he feels safe to do that to really. Um, I don't know if reward is the right word, but just really acknowledge that and really um, move into that space of love with him and help him understand that this is great because this is vulnerability and this is the only way to authentically connect with each other because we walk around with these masks on. You know, our only job for being alive is to be us, and the only way that we can feel is by trying to be something that we're not. And so we just walk around in our world. This is what we're taught, to wear this mask, you know, and uh, 
and this is what we show the world. So if we have a space where we can just remove that mask and just be, it really is beautiful. And like I said, it just gives other people permission to do the same. Well, fantastic. And um, what what haven't I asked you that you just are like dying to share? I'm sorry. What was the question? What have I not asked you that you would are just dying to share with us? Oh gosh, what am I dying to share? I feel like I've shared everything. I feel like I've just been a chatterbox. Um, what am I dying to share? I don't know. I feel like I feel really satisfied with what I've shared. What do you need to know? Good. So yeah, um, I will then, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll ask more then. So, uh, <laughs> so one of the people, one of the women here, uh, she is saying, um, how, how, how do you know that the decision that you're making is correct or not? So, uh, mm-hmm. she's in mm-hmm. a long-term relationship. She's been married like almost thirty years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is unhappy. Um, disconnected and so mm-hmm. forth and and yet um her whole world and her children are are there and yet she wants to be independent and be her own person and yet she doesn't want to hurt everybody else's feelings or hurt them or destroy them by walking away mm-hmm. and yet and mm-hmm. so she's really in a, a um uncomfortable situation so she, yeah you know she's afraid to let go and afraid to stay you know yeah well, that just moves me to tears. It really does because I can, you know, I can feel, I know what that feels like. And that's our biggest fear is letting down the ones that we love and making the wrong decision. I'm sorry. So, but what I want to say though, is I would like for her to ask herself, what would you, what would you tell your child that came to you with the same problem, the same confliction, the same like fears, um, what would you tell your child? Because I bet that you would tell them that it's okay, that you're allowed, that you are allowed to have you turns in your life. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just Melinda Love, but I want to tell her that I am giving her permission because I remember back when I was in that relationship and I, I couldn't see light at the end of the tunnel. And now I realize that the tunnel is the, is an illusion. You know, there's only light. And so when I was in that chaos zone, I couldn't see the light. I was looking everywhere outside of myself. I was looking through blogs. I was looking through articles, just somebody, something to give me permission to feel the way that I felt. Um, in fact, I actually reached out to a psychic because I had nobody. I had no support. I had no family and friends that could understand the way I was feeling. So I would say the best thing that you can do for your family is to be happy and to show them that they're allowed to be happy and to choose yourself, you know, and you're not choosing yourself, but you're choosing the God-given version of yourself. You're choosing God's divine plan for your life, if that's your truth. So for my truth, I see now that I've left that relationship. I left that marriage. I see now that I was serving in that relationship. I was comfortable. I was safe. I was comfortable numb. And I wasn't serving humanity. I wasn't doing great things. I wasn't reaching people. I, I didn't know where to even start. And so when I stepped out of that, I chose God's plan for my life. And I stepped fully into that. And I realized now it was the best thing that I could have done because I showed my boys what is possible. I showed them that they are allowed to change their minds. And as long as they've aligned with love and they feel that this is God's, you know, God's plan for their life, I feel like that um, you have to release that judgment on yourself and realize that you're, you're choosing you know, you're choosing God's plan for your life first and foremost. Because you're not serving anybody by playing small. You're not serving yourself. You're not serving your family. You're not serving humanity. Well, very impactful. Uh, very impactful information. So, um, and I, I, um, Gina, you'll have to check me on time. I think we're running out of time here. Um, but, yeah, we've got about we 90 wanna... seconds. Okay, so yeah, perfect timing. So thank you, Melinda Love, for joining us today. Uh, really exciting mm-hmm. to you see, so you know, the shift that people have now that mm-hmm. they have had the permission from you. And we mm-hmm. want to thank our sponsors, of course, Gina Gaudio Grace, who is amazing and awesome with Divizio and uh, Directions University, and Andrea Adams Miller, the Red Carpet Connection, and uh, always want to 
uh, give a shout out to the Keep Smiling movement, uh, which um, is, allows me the opportunity to meet such amazing people in the world and be able to invite them to come on uh, to join us and all the wonderful people that Gina and I meet around the world and Blog Talk Radio for hosting this program. Gina, is there anything I left out? No, thank you so much, Melinda. This has been a fantastic time that we've spent with you, and I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. Oh, I certainly hope so. Thank you so much, so, so much. I'm very grateful for your time and this opportunity. And And we will be back same time, same place next week. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, wakingwomencircle.com. All right, awesome. Yes. Have a great week, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Thank you.